Welcome to Farmland. I'm joined by Paul Belton and Thomas Quinn from Midland Agri Consultants in Granard County Offaly who are members of the Agricultural Consultants Association to discuss the latest amendments to Ireland's strategic plan for the common agricultural policy. Thomas, I might go first to you uh, as a consultant. I suppose you're familiar with all things CAP and in comparison to the last CAP and this new CAP, I suppose, and the new revised strategic plan, would you say there's significant difference this time around? Uh, I'd say the main differences would be uh, originally in the, the current cap we have at the moment, uh, there's a greening element to that. And I suppose the replacement to the, the current greening element is an eco scheme. At the moment, uh, all uh, let's say beef and dairy farmers are green by definition because they have more than 75% of their area is in grassland. Whereas going forward, they'll have to take up a list of pick two out of eight actions in their green in their eco scheme and uh, they'll have to implement those actions on the farm. Uh, it's not compulsory for all farmers to do it, but I'd imagine the majority of farmers in Ireland will, will uptake take some of those actions. And in the eco scheme, I think they changed it so that one action, if you concentrate specifically on it, can count, or, or one action that from the list can count as two actions. That's correct, yeah. So... I suppose an example of one of those would be uh, maybe a hedgerow planting action, so a tree planting action. Uh, it was proposed that for every hectare, uh, every eligible hectare submitted on the on the BIS application, so what what it will be what the new BPS will be known on is, is the BISS. So for every hectare that's submitted on that, there'll be uh, w need to be one let's say one hedgerow, one meter of hedgerow planted. Uh, and to count as two actions, uh, you can plant two metres per eligible hectare. So, and, and you can mix and match as you like. I suppose another uh, action would be uh, extensive livestock production. Uh, I suppose the, the, the extensive livestock production would be where a farmer uh, has a maximum of 1.4 livestock units per hectare and then to double that up, uh, to, for the count as two actions, he can go at 1.2 livestock units per hectare. And Paul, do you think that a lot of farmers will go for that particular action now? Um, I for the livestock, livestock units, units one, yeah. Definitely in the west of Ireland and a lot of good luck of beef farmers, particularly farmers that have been buying in cattle, just say for the seven or eight months that it wouldn't be wintering. It'll be over a 12 month period that these it's done by so when people buy cattle for seven or eight months, a lot of them it's unlikely that they're going to exceed them livestock units. Um, there will be some farmers very sceptical. I don't know if people went into the beam scheme, it was a thing that opened up for winter finishers a few years ago, and they had a lot of people, our farmers in particular, had to end up paying back the money. So if you exceeded your, you had to reduce your stocking rate by five percent, and some people didn't reduce it and ended up paying back. So. I can see the GPS fertilizer spreader probably yes. will be a very popular option, especially with the price of fertilizer. As well as that, there is grant aid available for farmers, 40% for ordinary farmers, and for young trained farmers, they're available 60%. So I can see that being a very popular option, and it's very good practice too. It is good practice, but it is a jump from what it, what it originally had been. I think, was it 60% yeah, now gone up to 100%? To what about the cohort of farmers that maybe don't have the most modern equipment, the most modern machinery, 
they'll probably have to get contractors in to do it then and they're facing a lot of expenses this year as it is. Will, yeah. it, will it be tough on them? It is going to be tough on them. But I suppose 60% wasn't that bad. A lot of farmers were saying, look, I'll spread my first cut. I'll get the, the contractor in to spread that. Now they have to look about spreading 100% of it. Um, I suppose in our area, there's a lot of the local co-ops does supply and spread for a lot of the farmers, and they have the they have the GPS systems and all available. But um, again, I suppose farmers are looking at the price of it, and if it's costing maybe 30, 40 euros a ton to spread the fertilizer, they possibly could be saving it with the amount of overlapping and different things it's done without the G the GPS is a great system. Um, it is a pity, but I suppose that the 60% didn't stay because it was going to attract. A lot of farmers. We didn't know that. We were on the AETS courses, and I knew from the feedback we were getting that the GPS spreader was going to be almost. Well, a lot of farmers was going to go over that one, both intensive and extensive. What about biodiversity, Thomas? In terms of, I, I suppose, um, you know, different kind of land like scrub or woodland cops and, and things like that in in this latest um, revision of the strategic plan. Well, I suppose plan. The, the the big thing there would be the the proposed. Um, fifty percent of, of the of, land parcel of yeah. the land parcel being made eligible, even though there's let's say fifty percent scrub on that parcel. So I suppose there will be uh, some farmers that will have certain parcels that will qualify for that, uh, and it would be quite beneficial to those farmers. Previously, correct me now if I'm yeah. wrong. I think for having land like that or percentage of land they were kind of penalized for that so is it a bit confusing for them now i suppose the goalpost has changed totally yeah and um, so i suppose if, if we look at it let's say at the 31st of december this year in 2022 a farmer was basically being almost penalized for having that scrub on his uh, land then we go first of january 2023 he's getting paid for it so i suppose it is somewhat contradictory, but that's that's the system at the moment. And in terms of the acre scheme, then, for example, um, which is a, a scheme, I suppose, recently just announced the payment rates, but the <coughs> minister announced them as well. And I'm sure all advisors and, and consultants are trying to get up to speed on, on, on the payment rates. Um, the difference to this and other schemes in the past, Paul, is, I suppose, that this is extremely results orientated whereas obviously there was results sought in the past but this time it, you know there's going to be scorecards yeah. and do you think that will be a bit of a deterrent or do you think farmers will be able to to get on board it will be a bit of a deterrent to some farmers because and um, one of them is the low input grassland and the farmers have to have these species um, to claim this for a lot while they can get it paid at a lower rate but I suppose farmers need to know more about this actual scheme that's the biggest thing and then they need to be made familiar of these species and I suppose it's some farmers we've been lucky enough we put a lot of farmers into the reap scheme and they've got a taste mm -hmm. for it and a lot of them species is there particularly in older type pastures that was, hasn't been hasn't received any spraying or slurry and um, a lot of them species are there but there is another option available under the extensive grazing and I think farmers are going to feel hard done by by this. It's very similar to the low input pasture. Permanent pasture was under gloss the last time round and the payment rate for it was €314 Euros a hectare and the same sort of action this time is €200 Euros a hectare, right? And if there's a water course in that parcel, that has to be managed and I don't think bovines can drink from it. Mm. So just say the last time the farmer had that parcel 
for example, he had five hectares of low input pasture, he could get a payment of over 1500 And if there was a water course on it, he could get a further payment of one euro fifty a metre to fence off that water course. Where now that payment will be a thousand euros potentially for what could have been two and a half thousand the last time round. Yeah. Um, that's, that's one, I think I was quite disappointed with that because for farmers to close off the water courses and maybe look about investing in solar panel drinkers and different, there's a lot of money uh, to be invested and that's a relatively low payment for it. In terms of then, I suppose, um, the, the nitrates derogation, you know, that's obviously, we got an extension last yeah. March. Um, there aren't a very many number of countries in Europe who get this derogation. Yeah. And um, the, the Netherlands still hasn't agreed on theirs. But in terms of Ireland's derogation, what we're being told by the department is that this is the best that we could get now because we may not have got any at all. Um, but it is, we'll say, going from uh, 250 down to 220 in terms of, of nitrogen. And that will have a significant impact on a, on a large number of farmers. And are, are farmers prepared for this now? Or, or what's the feedback that you're getting? I suppose uh, a lot of farmers that are in derogation have spent a huge amount of money um, on, let's say, farm infrastructure, uh, buildings, expansion of herds. Um, especially in a dairy scenario, and I suppose they, they are somewhat disillusioned. But I suppose that they'll have to be, they'll have to find alternatives. Be that, um, I suppose the big thing is the different banding of the cows, and and what way that uh, each individual farm finds their their band, and that that that'll determine their nitrates for the year. I suppose some some may have to go look at more contract rearing. Uh, others may need to look at, let's say, rent and land, and obviously others may need to reduce stock numbers. But it'll it'll have to be done on a case by case basis. Um, but I suppose there there are a lot of farmers who are dependent on that nitrates derogation. I mean, in Cork, Cork alone, I think last year there was over two thousand who applied for derogation. And when you think about, they haven't come up with the actual areas yet. The EPA is currently doing their assessment of, of areas of mm-hmm. significant water pollution and um, I, I think maybe next summer that they're going to come up with their final report and then the department is, has to go back to the commission in September and nitrates derogation rules come yeah. in January. There's a four month period there where a lot of farmers who maybe have expanded will start having to you know, cut their herd or take other action to try and reduce it quite quickly. I suppose that's that that that, that probably will be the reality. They're, they'll either have to cut herds, um, I suppose they'll, they'll have to be either that or there'll have to be a huge amount of uh, work done on reducing pollution. And I suppose you know, if, if there is a cor- correlation between uh, dairy expansion and uh, reduced status in some water courses in certain parts of the country. So I suppose it, it lies with the, the EU Commission at the moment. In terms of what's coming through to you at the moment, Paul, um, what are the main, I suppose, queries that farmers have to you? What are the main schemes they're worried about? The, 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 I suppose the, the focal point for information at the minute. There's massive interest in the organic scheme at the moment. Okay. A lot of farmers, they said there was seen about these big payment rates is coming but I suppose I have to just wait and see what the specifications comes out of but I could see I can see a lot of beef farmers like a few years ago I think we had four I think in the last couple of weeks we could have 150-200 farmers 
wow. looked about this organic schemes about drying it up um, was the most <coughs> what they'll try their best to do if they can maximize their acres payment and their organic payment it's something they'll definitely look about um, to do that they'll probably have to try and pick as many linear actions as possible under your acres so if, I think you can plant up to 750 meters of a hedgerow which will give you about 4,000 a year and maybe coppicing of hedgerows I think that's about in or around a thousand euros on top and if they can get their 300 a hectare for the first two years with their participation payment of 2,000 I know it'll reduce to 250 and your participation payment will reduce in year three and four or five but I can definitely genuinely see a lot of interest I think I think you will see a lot of farmers transferring across another another issue would be that the price of chemical fertilizer at the moment too is something that's you know making some farmers turn to organics because they can't afford the, the, the current price of fertilizer that's another thing I suppose every farmer is trying to do what they can now to meet emissions targets agriculture has to reduce mm. emissions by 25 percent so that'll be done through various actions in in cap and through the various schemes and so on I, I might ask you both I suppose finally what the advice would be to farmers who are coming to you now um, you know that have either an average or, or greater than average size dairy or are in in beef or in suckler um, I suppose I know Thomas you said it's a case-by-case -case basis and you'd have to look at each farm enterprise individually but is there advice that you could give generally to farmers now who are a bit worried who haven't gone into the details or haven't maybe sat down with their consultant yet and hearing these figures come out in the news about 25% and you know payment rates for for um, you know the the acre scheme and so on like what would the advice be I suppose the the, the, the whole like I suppose the twenty-five percent reduction in emissions has has only been uh, announced in, the, in recent weeks. So I suppose the, the big thing there is I wouldn't just get ve very bogged down in that at the moment. I suppose uh, first of all would be work on uh, how how that farmer can maximise his acres uh, payment and how how that suits that farm. Uh, obviously, in like that, no matter what what intensity of the farmer is, whether he's an extensive farmer or an intensive farm. He needs to explore all his options, and I suppose, obviously, from an acres point of view, the, the the scheme is there at the moment, and I suppose it's it's down to individual farmers to to maximise it. But I suppose, as regards the mission missions targets, I suppose we'll we'll have to I suppose watch this space, and the the will it it will have to be in the back of all farmers' minds how they're going to be able to mitigate uh, against that. And, and Paul, what advice would you give to, to your clients now, I suppose, the farmers coming in who are worried and they feel, you know, they're being asked more and more and getting less and less? Well, you definitely consult with your advisor and go through the different options that will be available to you and um, try to see what suits your own system best. But I suppose there's no point panicking that much. And we just have to wait and see, is this definitely going to be approved by the EU? Because it still hasn't been approved yet. Finally, are advisors up to date as much as possible um you know are the consultants getting the information they need would you say paul say we are but there's an awful lot of information this year because you've got all these different schemes there's a lot of stuff to pick up on very quickly and the deadline is going to be very tight it's just that consultants i can see them being under an awful lot of pressure come the back end of the year to try and if you have all this interest in the organic scheme plus the acre scheme there's a few other small schemes going on in the background as well um Plus, you're getting into the end of the 
starting looking at nitrates for farmers, different things. There's a, there's a lot of work on, um, but it just hopefully we get through it. In fairness, we been under pressure before and the department has given extensions and different things but it's just a matter of trying to get everyone in and get, get yeah. out and hopefully get the farmers into a scheme that suits their system the best. And hopefully the, the farmers won't come to the advisors or consultants at the last minute either and try and try and get no. it done as best she can no. you know. I think the, we've done the EETS training the last couple of months we've trained, <coughs> a, we've trained a significant amount of farmers and I suppose we were able to give the farmers a good view of what's coming down the line, as well as raising a bit of awareness about biodiversity and health and safety. We've got very positive feedback from them, and that's been a major help for us, because in particular uh, the farmer was getting paid and the advisors got paid to run them, so it was a great incentive with the department yeah. that we've, we've maximised and we've got a lot of uptake on it. And I think that's been a big help this year, especially for what's coming down the line. Absolutely. Yeah. Thomas Quinn, Paul Belton, thank you very much thank for joining much. us on Farmland today. Thank you. That's all from Farmland for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to stay up to date with all the latest agricultural news on agriland.ie 